Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Nicole Jansen. Nicole, you are a podcaster. You are a uh, also the founder of Leaders of Transformation. You're found on the web at leadersoftransformation.com. Nicole, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Josh. Glad to be here. So what do you do at Leaders of Transformation? Well, you know, like you said, I do have a, have a podcast, but actually my main business is coaching and training leaders how to be better, do better, and make a greater impact. Yeah. So give me some examples of leaders that you work with. So or types I'm, of leaders. You don't have to name yeah. names if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's really about uh, leaders that are wanting to make a greater impact. So that might be a, a business owner who has a small team and they want to take it to that next level. It could be an industry leader, somebody who is saying, you know what, I'm super successful right now and I want to take it uh, beyond, you know, just profit and I want to build a purpose around it. I want to use my influence for good. How does, what does that look like? Maybe they see a problem in the world that they want to solve and mm. they want to connect it to their brand. So, um, you know, so I've, I've worked with startups and all the way to, you know, as I said, industry leaders and people that are, um, the, the top of their game, but you know how that works, right? When you get to that upper limit and you just, you know, you get stuck there, you need somebody to take you to the next level because there's, you're either, either growing or you're dying. So we like yeah. to keep them growing. Yeah. And so what would be a typical problem that, that you would help folks with? Yeah, great question. A lot of it is uh, relational based. I mean, and it's, it's the inner game. It's the mm. relationship that they have with themselves. But then it's also the relationship that they have with others, right? And, you know, a lot of times what happens is, is that how they got to where they are isn't going to get them to where they need to be. And so in terms of relationships, that is nurturing their relationship. Sometimes that is a conflict, maybe the way because they're a hard charging, high performing leader, they got to a certain level of success doing it a certain way, the typical, you know, pushing through, but then they get to a point where now, you know, I need, I need to nurture relationship. I need to bring out the best in others. It's not about me. It can't be about me. And a lot of times what happens is their problem is, is that they're the magic and that's not sustainable. You know, that's not scalable, right? And so it's taking it beyond that and saying, how do you build a, a team around you that is playing to their strengths, doing what they love and becoming leaders themselves? So yeah. it lifts them up. Yeah. Nicole, I'm just thinking of things that probably come up quite a bit too. And I, I wonder, 
you know, does this does imposter syndrome come up much at the level that you work with, or they kind of worked beyond that a little bit? And if so, you know, what are those new things that that kind of replace that, or is that, is that something that um, that's just always a little bit there, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel that way. I'm like, I'm just like faking it, man. I mean, <laughs> I just keep showing up. I do what I do. You know, I follow best practices, follow my gut based on a lot of experience and decades of doing this, but. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm, I'm just this kid, you know, who's, <laughs> you know, has got, you know, gets to do what I get to do. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing. You could still keep giving advice and people will listen. Well, yeah, sometimes it is, it is that where it's like, how did I get here? I'm just a kid from what, wherever, you know, and how did I get here to the point where so many people are looking to me for solutions and direction and so forth? Sometimes that does come up and that's the inner game, right? That's the mindset. And really what I do is I help people to transform the way they see themselves, others in the world around them. And it does start with how they see themselves. And so invariably, we always get to that point where, you know, it's like our comfort zone, we might, we might expand our comfort zone and expand our comfort zone. But we get to that point where we're like busting through the next level, the next ceiling, right? And that's where the imposter syndrome can come up. It's like, who am I to? Okay, I've gotten here, I'm successful here, but who am I to do that or to be that type of influencer. And so it is dealing with the mindset issues that come up along the way. And it doesn't really end, you know, because I actually find there's a lot of leaders who it's a hidden imposter syndrome. It's a hidden insecurity. And I won't mention names, but there are, there are people that are like, I'm all that and more, but it's really covering up that fear of, I don't want you to think I'm any less than all of that, because I'm really afraid that that's really who I am. And I want to hide it, you know, whereas if you're, if they're confident in who they are, then they don't have to prove, they don't have to impress, they don't have to enforce. Right. Yeah. Because they're just like, I'm me and you're you, and this is awesome. And we're doing some great things and I'm learning along with you. And, and that's really getting them to that place of feeling secure in who they are, no matter whether they're, you know, successful in business, successful in politics, successful in whatever area, but that they don't need to one up themselves to, to feel better. Yeah. Nicole, let's say that, you know, just kind of something that's been in the news as of when we're recording this right now has been a lot of movement, um, you know, amongst those with uh, jobs, right? And I think, you know, it's kind of this, whether it's post-COVID burnout, whether it's, you know, just kind of this touch point in our, you know, culture where people are like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to do something that's not meaningful for me, which we see a lot, a lot of people walking away from great, well-paid jobs. Um, But let's say a leader comes to you. And they say, you know, we're being hit by this trend, like a lot of other people. Nicole, what am I doing wrong? How would you, how would you, how would you begin to answer that question or or help them figure that problem out? Yeah, great question. Well, first of all, the question in itself sets them up to for an answer that may not actually serve them. So when they ask, what am I doing wrong? They're looking for the wrongness. They're looking for the mistake. They're looking rather than saying, what's actually going on here? And what what is this allowing? What's the opportunity in this? 
versus looking at the problem or the obstacle or the mistake that's in it. So that inherently that problem, for example, when I started on my career, I used to ask myself that because it wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And I'd ask myself this question, what am I doing wrong? I was like, well, because you're an idiot. Oh, well, that's not helpful, right? To go down that line of conversation. But when you look at it and you step back and say, okay, what's actually going on? What if I take what I'm, what am I doing wrong is personal, right? But we step back from when we say, okay, let's look at what is actually going on here. So I'm now it's not personal. Now it is the stepping back as an observer and saying, okay, so people are leaving. Got it. Why are they leaving? Is there something that we can do to retain more of that good talent that we desire to have on our team? Are there opportunities? Where's the where's the gift in this? Where's the opportunity in this? What's the strategy that we need? But it's first and foremost taking it out of being it's personal because that just gets you in a different yeah. conversation and people then they don't like to be wrong, even though they may <laughs> ask the question. They don't like to be wrong. And so then they start fighting it and defending and all that stuff, which is a whole bunch of waste of time that doesn't get to the real answer that they need and the solution that they need. So they need to step back from that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not go- about you. You know, that one, it's like, it's not about you, really. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's the what is. Yeah. Right. Um, Nicole, what are some trends that you have seen um, in, in either how many leaders have kind of adapted themselves, especially I think given the past year and a half, couple of years or whatever, right? Um, you know, we've gone through a lot. Um, what have you seen, you know, what traits have you seen great leaders extol maybe during the most recent year and a half or so? Yeah, great question. So first of all, they have not found themselves in or allowed themselves to get into survival mode and scarcity mode, like the reactive mode. What they're doing is they're stepping back and looking at it proactively. They're pivoting. Okay. So this is, I, I for example, one of my guests, um, he was the uh, VP of operations for uh, what was it called? Um, the hospitality Skyport, right? And so mm-hmm. he had to lay off out of 1300 employees. He had to lay off 1250 of them. And then he had, and then he released himself of his own position because of course, with only 50 employees, they didn't need him at that point. And he was able to pivot by looking, number one, being honest with people. And that's one of the things great leaders are doing is you're being honest. They're not trying to cover up and trying to pretend like they know it all is you're saying, look, this is, this is what, what is, this is what's going on right? And we're going to work through it. We're committed to working through it. You know, in his case, that meant that he needed to lay a bunch of people off. And so he actually did almost all of those interviews, exit interviews himself, because he wanted people to know that he cared, that he had empathy. And that's definitely a skill that a lot that leaders nowadays need to be uh, developing is their empathy and understanding their vulnerability, um, that they don't know it all. And so he was, he was spending time with them. And then from there, and, and then saying, I get it, I get it. Like, I'm going to be moving on at, at some point as well. So I get the reality of what is, and now what, what are we going to do about that? So then they go into proactive mode is what do we need to be doing? How can we support our people, no matter if they're staying or they're going, how do we support them in the best possible way? And as a result of that, not only did his, the people feel good, I mean, because what was going to happen was going to happen 
anyway, right? And so it's just the way that he was able to make them feel better about it and be able to go to their next chapter, their next opportunity with a, a healthier experience, memory of, of what happened. But then he went on to work in another company. So, so that's an example. But the, even those companies that are just, like I say, they're pivoting and they're trying to figure out, okay, got all these people leaving and what do I do with this? It's really, it's empathy. It's mm. vulnerability. It's integrity. One of the things that we're in right now, I think is a leadership crisis of integrity that wow. leaders are self. There's so much self-interest. There's so like, um, <sighs> corruption and all of that. And so that's not, not a good look, integrity. not a good look. And and when we yeah. see, uh, there's a lot of things that you're, or, or just, you know, selfishness and it, you know, it's like every man for himself yeah. or woman that goes mm-hmm. both ways. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I talk about like, listen, that does not work well. Look, and, and it's not, I think what you said, uh, some people might hear what we're talking about go, well, yeah, duh. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, yeah, duh. But still, it's, you know, how are you communicating what's coming across? And it's not even what you're intending to communicate, but what's being received by people. And that's feedback, right or wrong. And again, sorry to get into the right and wrong thing again. um, But you don't have to necessarily agree with it. But I think what we want to do is you know we want to we want to communicate actively about our commitment what matters to us what you know what do we stand for um what's what are the rights that <laughs> I keep using right and wrong I, you know it's you know it's like what what are the things out there what are the ills out there that that we want to improve that you know and and communicate that often i i think that that's something if i look at trends you know i think especially as gen z coming up and millennials kind of expect that they want to see that in their leaders. And if you don't stand for anything, I think you frustrate everybody. Well, there's a saying, right? If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And Mm -hmm. so if a leader isn't defined, if they don't allow themselves to be defined and be willing to, and that's part of being a leader is to being in being vulnerable is to actually stand for what you believe in and express that. And some people might not agree with it and that's okay. Right. But but doing it because those that are looking to fall, those that are looking for the answers or for some direction or for some leadership can hold on to and say, okay, at least I know where he's at. Right. He's not trying Mm. to withhold. That's where the hiding out, not saying what's going on, you know, is it doesn't work. But to your point about the right, wrong. I love what one of my mentors, uh, how he described it. He said it's not about right or wrong. It's what's what works or Mm. what doesn't work. What works to get us to the result that we're looking for? Now it's not personal. I'm right. You're wrong or any of that. Now it's about what's working. Yes. What's not working. What are we learning through that? And how can we move forward? If it's, if it's not working, how can we improve it and change it? Or if it is working, how can we do more of it and leverage it? And so it's that process of stepping back and reflecting and looking at it objectively without bringing in our own personal insecurities or judgments and all of that into it. And so, but when it comes to integrity, that's a really, really big issue. And, you know, there's another saying, which I love is, is people of integrity expect to be believed. And when they're not, they let time prove them right. And sometimes when you put, you, you communicate things to me, there may be that misinterpretation, like you were talking about, but if you stay consistent and, um, and, and I would say even predictable in the sense, like you're consistent in your approach, 
um, you, you know, you will come out on top. People will know it's like, Hey, you know what? He said he was going to do this. He's done it. He's stuck with it. At least I know where I'm at with him as opposed to leaders that are like one way this way. And next day they're that way. And they're flipping all over the place and people can't trust you because trust as one of my guests recently said, trust comes from predictability. It's that I can trust that you're going to operate in a certain way. And there's a certain level of integrity that's being whole and complete, right? Nothing in the shadows, nothing in the dark. Yeah. Nicole, why'd you get into this space? <laughs> great question. Well, so I, 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 I ask a lot of great questions. You <laughs> do. I say that because they are really great questions. Yeah. And I'm not just, I'm not just saying I just that. follow my own, like Oprah, I just follow my own You've curiosity. <laughs> You've done this a couple of times. This yeah, is good. As, as have you, as have you. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so for me, actually, where I became uh, passionate about leadership and business and, and, and helping people to be the best that they can possibly be is I started out when I was in my teens and helping my parents in their business. And then I started my own business and I actually helped my parents develop a, a very, I started partnering with them and we built a very successful eight figure business back in the nineties. I was in my mid twenties. I thought that's what I was going to do the rest of my Jeez. life. And wow. then that what business experience. fell apart. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, I, you know, the context that it created for me in terms of just the way I looked at things is so different. And then what I realized now wasn't normal, though it was normal to me at that time. But um, when that all fell apart, and it fell apart because of poor leadership, it, you know, and, and I say that out of respect for my parents, they, you know, they were loyal to a fault, there were times they were like, you know, it's all going to work out. And they, they would agree with this. They both pass on now, but they would both agree with it. We've had these discussions talking about, it. it's like, wow, what would we do differently is that they were like, you know, everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Mm. They didn't, they didn't put it out there specifically what was going on. They kind of tried to hide the problem. Right. And that didn't oh. work because then when we had, we were in business with somebody who was actually undermining uh, their oh, leadership. So sorry to hear that. So then what would happen is, is they were actually going around and saying and having a different story. And if you don't address that, then that story can build and build and build. And so it did. And anyway, so it fell apart. So I was left asking myself the question, like, what the heck uh, do I do now that I've, you know, I'm starting over. And so that's how I uh, got into training and development because I wanted to use all of the lessons that I had learned in that process on the way up. I learned a lot on the way up. I learned even more on the way down. And I wanted to take those lessons and teach others so they could avoid some of the mistakes that we had made. And so um, I realized for a while there, it was really about strengths, helping people to you know develop their strengths, maximize their potential. And especially in the last number of years and having my podcast, I really started talking more about this issue of leadership because that's what it is, you know, and we need good leaders who know who they are and who are secure in who they are and in having integrity that will then create the space for others to lead to others to excel and be the best that they can possibly be. And then we all win. Yeah. Okay. So Nicole, your website is leadersoftransformation.com. Also, that's the name of your podcast, right? The Leaders yeah. leaders of Transformation, right? So um, however you're listening to this podcast, go search it right now. Go hit subscribe, go listen, 
over as of when we're recording this year, about 400 episodes. So, you you know, in my experience, someone has done that number of episodes. Generally, they've got their content pretty dialed in. So I, I'm eager to listen myself. But Nicole, when someone goes to your website, what would you recommend that they, how, where do they engage? How do they engage? Uh, who's the right person? Like, what's a great way to kind of get to know you? Yeah. So I have a website, uh, sorry, I have a uh, page on that website, which is for coaching. And if they're interested in engaging with me on that level, then there is some information there. So that's leadersoftransformation.com forward slash coaching. And uh, otherwise, yeah, like you said, subscribe. We have a YouTube channel. We've got all the, you know, the episodes there. I've got additional videos that I've been putting out. I also have on the website, all of my past media experience, uh, experiences, appearances, being on this show will be there too as well. And so they can hear all the content of what I've been sharing on other people's shows, talking about some of these things, unpacking them on a deeper level. And so there's lots of content. That's how they can engage with me. We do have an email list, but most of my emphasis is actually on the podcast and LinkedIn and YouTube. And of course, as I said, the other coaching page. Yeah. Again, leadersoftransformation.com. I got there also by clicking on leadership coaching. Um, Nicole, what a great conversation. I want to say thank you so much. Uh, and uh, again, I really, really appreciate this, this chat. Well, my pleasure. And thank you for having me, Josh. It was, it was fun. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.